Welcome to the Action Hour. My name is Jesse Simpson, and I believe there's never been a better time in the history of the world to be alive. I'm on a mission to bring you the insights, ideas, and inspiration you need to uncover your greatness and take action on your dreams. If you want to start a business, write a book, take a big trip, or level up to a higher state of living in the world, mentally, physically, spiritually, or financially, the stories found in this show will provide the action steps and energy you need to succeed. No matter what you are going through or where you've been, you can at any time break that cycle and transform your life. This show is going to show you how to do it. If you've got the itch to act, now is the time. Allow the inspiring stories within this show to serve as your guide. This is the Action Hour. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome back, world. Buckle your bootstraps on. I'm going to take you on a journey of plant medicine. DMT is the most powerful psychedelic known to man. They say it's what releases your spirit from your physical body when you die. I bet you didn't think you were going to hear me drop this bomb so early in the morning, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk sincerely uh, about my experience with ayahuasca and and plant medicines and some of the, the work that I'm now doing in South America. And it's been a long time coming. It's been a hell of a ride, but I'm now leading these adventure travel and sacred medicine retreats in Colombia. If you listen to this episode the day it airs on on Monday, tomorrow we'll be drinking ayahuasca in Medellin, Colombia. And, you know, it's there's so many misconceptions about this. I feel called to share my personal experiences. And actually, the last time I, I drank ayahuasca was just last month. I guess it would have been two months ago, January of 2021 in Orlando, Florida, at a place called SoulQuest. It was an all veterans retreat, an all veterans ceremony. You know, ayahuasca and a lot of these plant medicines have been used in the Amazon jungle for hundreds, if not thousands of years to treat all kinds of mental, physical, and spiritual illnesses, trauma, literally healing people from cancer, childhood stuff, adulthood stuff, whatever. The medicine has a way of diagnosing what is going on in you, finding out the disorder that's that's coming up for you and giving you what you need to heal. At this retreat in Orlando just a couple months ago, there was probably about 15 of us about to drink that night. And as we sat in a circle before the ceremony, half or so had been there before. And of those people that had been there before, five of them said that the first time they came to Soul Quest, they were going to kill themselves if this medicine didn't work. They had heard all the hype around ayahuasca. They maybe done some research, watched some videos, and they were coming there for their last shot of living their life. They were going to kill themselves if this didn't work. They were all back. They were all back. And although we might not understand the indigenous populations and and the work they use and and the medicines and the, the plant teachers that have been literally guiding these people for for so, so long, we could set aside our disbelief for a second and tune into the fact that this stuff is actually saving people's lives in a very, very real and tangible way. The first time I drank ayahuasca was in August of 2018. You know, I had just sold all my stuff. I had just landed in Costa Rica, about to start on this adventure of a lifetime. And I'd heard about ayahuasca. I heard about 
the power that it can provide to people going through trauma or navigating transition or looking for clarity about who they are and why they're here. And I felt called to the medicine. So as I stepped up to the plate and, and went to this retreat here in Costa Rica, in San Ramon, Costa Rica, it's a beautiful, beautiful cloud forest, incredible spot where we were at. There's a bunch of waterfalls right below. There's birds all in the trees. I've never been a freaking bird watcher, but man, that's where it all began, I believe. And just as soon as I stepped onto the property, I knew something was, was happening. There's something special about this place. And Carlos, the facilitator, was... Man, he was so grounded and confident and, and you just could felt, feel his presence. And when we got more into the story, we were living on this, basically at their house and Carlos and his wife, Jessica, and they had two kids that were there. And man, their story was, was gnarly. Like Jessica had been on ground zero during 9-11 and she had all kinds of survivor's guilt. Her apartment building like collapsed. And she survived because she was under the stairs right next to the World Trade Centers. She had all this survivor's guilt and she was driven to become a lawyer. It's like, so she basically masked all of her pain and this trauma that she experienced at age 19, I believe. So Jessica, like many other people who are just driving themselves into the ground as if they're punishing themselves for being alive, worked herself into a state of exhaustion and that eventually led to her developing a tumor on her spine and on her neck. Carlos was going through his own sort of awakening, his, his transformation. He was living in New York. He's actually Costa Rican, but he was living in New York and doing the whole business thing, but he was starting to get burnt out. Now he saw his wife developing this tumor and they couldn't freaking operate it because it's on her neck. And he just had to find another way. And he, he felt called to go back to Costa Rica. And they had so many ups and downs of their journey. But basically what has happened is Carlos started to drink ayahuasca. He was introduced and he started to, to drink the medicine. And he got answers. He's got these visualizations. He got this knowing that this would heal Jessica. This could heal Jessica. And heal it does. So eventually, long story short, Jessica came down and after a number of different ceremonies, the tumor on her neck started to go away and he started to realize how powerful this was. So he decided to bring this medicine to the world. And guys, I understand that this thing's far-fetched. It doesn't make a lot of sense to our rational mind, but we are spiritual beings living in a physical body. And we have an intellect, we have a mind to help us navigate these worlds, but our mind gets programmed with all these different things that limit our ability to express who we are and understand the deeper meaning for why we are here. Ayahuasca, these plant medicines have a way of revealing our true self, revealing our true potential, revealing what it means to be connected and feel fully alive. And I believe you're doing yourself a disservice by turning off the message that there is something more going on here. Now, at the same time, there is validity in not pushing someone to go. You have to be called to the medicine. And once you are called and you answer that call, you will be supported. You will be taken care of. The medicine has a way of after you drink it, does a diagnosis on you. It's very, very intelligent. It does a diagnosis on you, identifies what you need, and then shows that to you. Now that's not always pleasant, but really what it's doing is showing your shadow to you. And as you learn to forgive and integrate those parts of yourself that you've been trained to abandon within yourself, this so-called shadow, you become whole. 
you become complete. And that is why you are here. And this medicine has a powerful way of bringing this about. Now, my first experience with ayahuasca that first night, I had pretty much no idea what was going to happen. But we, we go down there and you have a ceremony. There's, there's music playing. There's, it's dark in the rooms. There's different pictures on the walls. And you eventually get called up to drink. And then you go lay down on your bed and you just wait. And the medicine takes probably an hour or two, maybe even longer to sort of take its effects. And there's often a purge, people vomit. And, and after this purge, this physical cleansing, the spiritual work can come about. And that is exactly what happened. Actually, I ended up drinking like five cups that night over the next few hours. But it went from this subtle flickering across my eyelids to this unbelievable dance of snakes and trees and these geometric patterns across my eyelids. And there was a point in that ceremony when, as Carlos and his his partner Harold were playing music for us all night, the music was like grinding on me. And I was like, what the fuck is that noise? And I felt that I was clenching and I was like, oh, what is that? And I couldn't stand it. But then just as soon as I realized that these men are doing this for me, that this dance of life is happening for me, and I let go, I surrendered to that feeling. The music changed immediately. And I experienced this overwhelming sense of love and compassion for myself for those I was with, and for the world. I found a deeper truth. I found that ultimate connection that people talk about. It's very real, and it's very alive within us, but it is so often suppressed or neglected or shamed out of us, and then we end up questioning who we are and why we're here and settle in a life that we hate. And I then realized a couple nights later at that second ceremony that the life I hated before the trip I went on was a life that I created in my own mind. Because basically that second experience was just a full night full of almost like a homemade video of past experiences around my friends, my family, Jessica, my wife, this experience of spending this time with them, but me being distracted, never present, never grateful for all that they did for me. How I continue to move, just plow through my life without any thoughts or concern about the effects of my actions on the people around me. You know, it's like sitting on the couch around the people that I love, but I'm spending my time staring at my phone or wrapped up in my own mind, focusing on all the things people didn't do for me in the way I needed them to do them when I needed for them to do it, focusing on that instead of all the gifts and all the things they were sharing with me. And it was just overwhelming feelings, this calling of needing to be present and grateful for what I've got, what I've got going for me. Because if I don't do that, it was clear that I was going to miss this opportunity. I was going to push everyone I loved away, everything I wanted away, that love I was so craving in my life, that we as humans are so craving, I was going to push all it away. The second ceremony gave me an opportunity to correct that, to fix that. It revealed how I was showing up 
so I can make a choice to do something different. And this experience, this retreat in Costa Rica stayed with me. I mean, it stays with me now. I've had more experience with ayahuasca, so I don't always think about that one. But for, for years, I thought about it every day. I thought about that overwhelming feeling of love and compassion for myself, for others in the world, and that the calling, the knowing, the, the, the feeling that I had to be present and I had to be grateful. And then if I am, what I need is right there. The people I love are, are right here. Everything I could ever imagine is right in front of me. But if I didn't slow down and appreciate that and accept that, I was going to lose everything. So the experience of ayahuasca is deeply transformational. It's, it's healing. It brings clarity. It revealed these parts of myself that I, I wasn't able to see. My ego was preventing me from seeing. And as I surrendered that and I let go of the need to control, I was able to, for the first time in my life, enjoy my life, enjoy my own company, sit with myself because I no longer had to shame or neglect or abandon that part of me that was asking for help, that was seeking love, that was craving compassion. Once I gave that gift to myself, I can then give it to other people. And that is the path that I've chosen to live. Now, my experiences with ayahuasca since then have been transformational, but they built on that past experience. The reality is no experience for anyone is ever the same, but they always reveal deeper truths. Actually, this most recent one at, at SoulQuest was deeply psychedelic, very intense visions. And it was almost like a conversation with myself, my intuition, a deep connection to myself. And I would just ask a question in my mind and immediately I was given an answer and it revealed to me the power that I have inside of myself, the power that you have inside of yourself. It's innate in all of us. You know, it it showed me that I can have a deep appreciation for what's happening and that it's all happening for me. And then knowing that I know that I can't fail and appreciating Jessica, my wife, my family, my friends, and all the things I have and all the things that are being created or, or opportunities that are falling into my lap, appreciating all those things allows me to live my life fully alive, fully free. Because I'm able to focus on what I have instead of what I don't. When I focus on what I have, I'm always full. When I focus on what I don't, I'm always in lack. We've got a choice, ladies and gentlemen. We can choose to be defined by our circumstances. We can be defined by the things outside of us. Or we can choose to own our inner knowing, that inner voice, the reality that everything we need is inside of us. We can choose to focus on what we have or what we don't. Life is a choice. So I encourage you to to be defined, to choose to be defined by your choices, by how you show up, by what you're willing to face, by the courage it takes to face yourself, to change your life. And if it's this medicine that you're called to, if this episode is resonating with you, I encourage you to answer the call. And as you commit to this, as you move forward on this path, whether you're looking for clarity on your path or you're navigating a transition or you've had serious, serious trauma happen to you, this plant teacher, this plant medicine 
And it has a way of giving you exactly what you need. So if this feels right, or you're curious to learn more, there will be a time where you'll be presented with an opportunity to to go to South America, to partake in a ceremony. And I just want to offer a couple of tips that would really support you as you move forward on this. Now, I'm leading these adventure travel and sacred medicine retreats in Colombia. We're, we're taking some incredible tours around the city of Medellin, around the Colombian countryside. And we're also sitting in, in ceremony with these sacred medicines that have been used by these indigenous populations for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And our ceremonies are facilitated by actual shamans. Right? In Colombia, they call shamans taitas. And they actually call ayahuasca yahe. They can be used interchangeably. Now, our shaman has been working with this medicine for over 20 years. He grew up in Punta Maya, Colombia, which is like the birthplace of Yahe or ayahuasca in Colombia. It's in the Amazon jungle. And these people who dedicate their lives to being these healers and these teachers, these shamans, have a deep grasp of understanding of both the spiritual and the physical worlds. And they are the bridge that helps connect the gap, close the gap between what you're struggling with and where you need to go to overcome that. So the first key to this, if you're going to, whether it's come with me or anybody else on a retreat, because you feel called to this medicine, is to ensure that your guide, your shaman, your taita is someone with a rich understanding of the power of these medicines and ensure also that that you feel comfortable, that they feel it feels right. This is where you get to trust your gut. This is where you get to understand or listen and tune in and pay attention to what's going on. This isn't something you want to rush into because if you rush into something, somebody's doing this, some shady shit in the States or anywhere in South America where people are trying to take advantage of other people, you, you can put yourself in a, a bad situation. So read some reviews about the, the center, about the, the shaman, uh, you know, talk to people who have been there, ask for recommendations. That's the best way. If you're interested in this is to get personal, hear from people's personal experiences about, about where they went, what it was like and what it did for them. And once the timing is right and the set and setting is right, and you found someone you can trust and you have learned from personal experiences that this is the place for you, you can go into this ceremony and know that what's going to happen is exactly what you need to happen. The best approach is to come in with zero expectations. Some people come in thinking these grand visions will come and all they experience is this deep purge. And the reality is you have to come in with an openness, a willing to receive, and a trust that the medicine is going to give you exactly what you need. And it does. It absolutely will. It always does. So once you've arrived and you're there, this becomes an opportunity to let go of control, to surrender. And in ceremony, when you're really feeling the shit, you can in that moment decide to surrender and let go of control and stop resisting. And just as soon as you did that, just like the music changed for me, the experience will completely change for you. And then your true nature will be revealed and you can really see what's going on in your life that you need to change. Now, I think there are some concerns about the idea of having a bad trip 
And from my personal experience, my belief is that there's no such thing as a bad trip. There's just uh, a leap in consciousness and awareness. There's information coming to you that you're not willing to see, that you're not ready to see. So again, in those moments, what needs to happen is a surrendering, a letting go, an acceptance of seeing the things that you've done perhaps, or what you need to let go of. So you can actually do that and you can heal and you can move forward with your life. I've seen the powerful effects of these things. I've seen how it has saved people's lives, literally cured people of cancer, what it's done for me. And it's why I feel so called to do this. And I I feel so called to respect these traditions, to live integrity with myself and why I encourage you to do the same. So whether you feel called to the medicine or you're just interested in these sort of things, I, I truly appreciate you listening. And I think as we normalize the conversations about these things that have helped so many countless people, then we can truly heal the world. But that healing doesn't come in the ceremony. The, the changing of the world doesn't come in that moment. You're given the gifts. You're, you're, you're shown what you need to see so you can heal, so you can become the change we need in the world. But the real work starts once you get home. This is the hero's journey. You have this call to adventure, this calling to the medicine. You go experience the elixir. You drink the elixir. And then you come home changed, awake, alive, free for the first time in your life. And then your task is to own that, to share that, to express that with the people around you who need to hear that. And that is why I'm sharing this to you, because there's some of you out there that are in need of clarity, your need of healing, you're seeing the trauma being projected around the world. And you know that we have to transition to a higher state of living and being or we are going to be left behind. And that is what I believe. I believe we are all being called to transform. And this tool, this medicine, is an opportunity to own that, to see what you need to see, so you can change what you need to change and become who you were born to become. That is the opportunity here. So if you feel called to this, answer the call. Shoot me a message if you have any questions. I'm open to sharing more about my experiences and I encourage you to explore these things, face the anxiety and own your power to become who you were born to become. That is all I got for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you on the next episode. Have an amazing day.